I want to talk a moment about Optio, who's our sponsor for the podcast. Optio helps Google ad managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work. Optio analyzes your Google ads performance and suggests new ways you can optimize the account. It helps you stay on top of bids, budgets, keyword management, and ad testing, and it also sends you email alerts if there are any sudden changes in your cost, impressions, clicks, and conversions all of which will help you a ton. Right now, Optio is offering a special six-week trial for all of you, our listeners. Just go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J to get started. Thanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. I am your host, Brent Satoris, and today we're joined by Amy Bishop, who's owner of Cultivated, which is a digital media agency. We're going to be talking about audience targeting, what features exist, what kind of reporting exists, and what you need to know to really succeed with audience targeting today. I think you're going to love this show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Amy, great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So for people who don't know uh, much about you or maybe or this is the first time they're hearing you on our podcast, can you just give a, like, a quick minute or two about yourself and your company real quick? Absolutely. So I've been in the digital media space for now going on 10 years, uh, which makes me feel really old. And about a year and a half ago, I founded Cultivative. So I now own and operate my own digital agency. Um, it's been just a really exciting ride throughout the whole journey of my career being in this space because it moves so quickly. Yeah, definitely. Being in, been in it for a decade is something fun. I've, I think I'm like 13, 14 years, so just a little tiny bit longer. But man, it does make you feel ancient in this space, uh, especially a space that really has only been rocking for about six years now, I think, uh, is what most people have kind of capped out at. So uh, great, great to be able to tap into some of your uh, depth of knowledge, especially when it comes to paid, um, which is kind of a constant, ever-evolving thing. Um, and, and actually, speaking of paid, like one of the topics I, I really wanted to kind of talk specifically with you about is audience targeting. And, and that's something that I think is really interesting. I mean, we've really heard a lot more about audiences when it comes to like Facebook ads and a lot of other things, but all of the, the, the different um, services, all of the different um, platforms, you know, utilize audience targeting. Um, and it's both effective and constantly evolving. But before we kind of dive into some of the aspects of it, how would you define audience targeting to somebody who might not know much about it? That's a great question. And audience targeting is really important because as the industry evolves, we're seeing looser and looser match types, which means a heavier reliance on audiences will likely be more and more prevalent in the future as a way of really making sure that you're hitting that right target. So there are a couple different audiences um, that are available to search marketers, and they really fall into two different buckets. So there are the third-party audiences, including in-market and affinity audiences, in-market audiences are the audiences that are built off of folks that have indicated through their behavior that they're in market for a certain product or service. And then affinity audiences are a little bit more general. As Google would actually say about their own audiences, they're meant to be more like the targeting options that you would have in broadcast media, such as television. And then there are the first-party audiences that we can build off of our own cookies. And we'll talk about those a little bit more later in the conversation. But um, last but not least, there are also similar audiences or lookalike audiences, depending on which platform you're using, that will then allow you to find folks similar to the people that you have in your cookie pools. 
Um, and I like to create similar audiences just for the very best performing first party audiences. Um, otherwise, they can get a little bit too broad and a little bit too general and don't necessarily perform as well. So because our audience is typically a little more advanced than this, and, and, and if anybody's listening and they want to get caught up, there's there's a lot of guides. You've written a lot of articles on Search Engine Journal, and there's a lot of content out there to kind of get you caught up on kind of like, where do you initially find these audiences? How do you set them up? But jumping a little bit of ahead, what would you consider some of the newer type of options or some of the options that people should really be paying attention to right now when it comes to you know audience targeting? Great question. So... Um, beyond the audiences that you can apply into search with display or YouTube, there are also custom intent audiences and they function a little bit different on YouTube and display. So on YouTube, you can use them as a form of search retargeting, which is really, really cool and really powerful. So you can target folks based upon the terms that they've recently searched for on google.com on display. They're a little bit more of like a contextual target, but it's still a really good way to reach that audience. So those can be really, really valuable. But beyond that, I also like to take a look at the buyer journey and just find ways to create audiences throughout the journey, build out lists based upon priority, priority pages, also based upon micro conversions via events and goals and long buying cycles. And I like to build audiences based upon um, top of funnel campaigns that I have active so that I can also be sure to re-engage those audiences, monitor the performance of those prospects that originated from those campaigns as well. And if you're looking for really the best audiences, I would say that it's going to vary based upon your business. So I like to use a lot of custom reports in Google Analytics to try to identify those audiences, analyzing things like average session duration, page depth, sessions to transaction, and session count. Um, so for instance, at what page depth does the value seem to increase? Um, and then using that to define parameters for your audience. Then also understanding things like how many sessions does it usually take to convert somebody and how many days does it take to convert after that first visit so that you can use that as um, both a way to kind of build audiences, but also as a benchmark to improve upon as well. So how would you actually like, can you walk through like a little bit of how you go through that process of looking and comparing that data? Are you using Excel spreadsheets? Are you exporting like raw data? Are you just using some basic reports from the various different platforms? Like what is your actual process for kind of building those out? Yeah, great question. So I usually build out some different custom reports within Google Analytics, and then I analyze the data within those just to try to understand, is there a certain demarcation within that particular um, dimension that I'm looking at where the audience seems to um, have a higher propensity to convert. So a lot of people, for instance, bank on um, audiences of greater than 30 seconds, and then they'll create that audience for all of their clients. But if you actually look at your data, depending on what you're selling, 30 seconds on light, sorry, 30 seconds on site might be a long time, 30 seconds on site for certain products may not be any time at all, just depending on how much research and how much there is to do and read about the product before making a decision. So digging into those reports, just building out some really quick custom reports is a great way to do that. But then also looking at things like your Google Ads audience insights and your Google Analytics demographic reports to understand which third-party audiences your converters and purchasers are most frequently associated with is a great way to identify prospecting audiences as well. Now, is it something where as you start getting into really defining the audiences that you're going to be targeting to um, and you're going to be putting your ads in front of, are you starting to look at ways to change your ad copy to match that? Or is it something that you just test based on? Like if I was doing this, would I start making custom ads for each different audience? 
Yes, absolutely. So ideally, when you would be mapping out your audiences, I like to use a worksheet to kind of map out where people are in the buying cycle and what actions and what resources that they've engaged with that would tell me where they are and what they've already done and what they've already seen and what they might be interested in seeing next. And mapping that all out in a worksheet kind of helps to understand. Um, it just kind of helps to keep everything organized and to help define what that next step should be for that person. And then you can use that to then create ad copy. And you don't necessarily have to structure all of your campaigns based upon audiences either, because we have the option to customize ads um, using the conduct the conditional function with audiences to be able to update the ads per audience without having a really insane hyper-specific structure where each of our campaigns is only targeting one particular audience, which would be really hard to manage. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds uh, like it can be a lot of work for the average person. Are there any tools that you, know, that you utilize to kind of help this out? I mean, do you play with like SpyFu to research other people's ads or is there any, I know that you can do a lot with tools for like keyword research and you can do a lot for like ad copy, but how about, you know, uh, really kind of digesting your audiences? Are there any tools out there that allow you to kind of, you know, discern some insights or is it all pretty much manual at this point? So I know um, SEMrush has a tool where you can look at um, you can look at third-party audiences that other advertisers are using, which is really interesting. Um, you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt because it doesn't tell you if they're necessarily promoting on those audiences or if they're just getting a lot of traffic from those audiences. And again, these are the third-party audiences, so it would be like the in-market audiences and affinity audiences. But it can give you a sense of what types of folks are going to their site. So you might get a sense of what you might like to test. But unfortunately, I'm not familiar with really any great first party audience tools. I'm sure that there are some out there, um, but none that I've used specifically. I use a lot of um, a lot of reports in Google Analytics uh, to analyze audience performance. Um, but beyond that, I don't use a lot of tools for audiences. Now, you definitely sound extremely knowledgeable in this space, and this is already, for me, even as uh, somebody who's kind of been involved in, in ads for a while, this feels kind of advanced to all of these elements, you know, it's getting into audiences in general. But if we were to take the conversation a step further, what would you consider to be kind of some of the more advanced ways of dealing with audiences when it comes to all of this, like across to different, maybe specific to different channels or across to all channels? Yeah, so great question. I would say one of the most valuable steps that you can take that I don't see a lot of advertisers taking yet is making sure that you have the audience report set up in Google Analytics. So it doesn't set up by default, even if you have audiences created in Google Analytics. You have to, after you create your audiences to send them over to Google Ads, you also have to go in and check the box to send them to Google Analytics as well. So for instance, you might have certain audiences that you're running in Facebook, you might have certain audiences that you're running in Google Ads, and you're reporting on the performance of all of those things within each of those platforms. Now, with the Google Analytics audience report, you can create those audiences within Google Analytics, enable them for Google Analytics reporting, and now you can have one cohesive view of all of this performance in one place. And I'm a huge fan of the report in Google Analytics because it allows you to analyze the performance of up to 20 audiences that you've created, which then enables them for use in custom reports and custom segments, which is amazing. So the best part is that you can dig into performance of micro conversions, top of funnel campaigns, um, but also understanding 
not only what targeting is working best, so which audiences you should use for targeting, but also which channels and what points along your along your customer journey are really uh, performing well, and what does that influence really look like? So, for instance, for most of us, we might have ebooks somewhere throughout the journey. We might be trying to get people to sign up for the newsletter. We might be trying to get people to subscribe to our blog, but we don't necessarily know what the influence of those actions are and if it's going to result in a purchase later, um, you know, later in the buying cycle or not. Um, and as we're reporting on performance by channels, we're looking at the acquisition reports and its last touch. So of course, it doesn't look good for our top of funnel channels. But if you have all of this data enabled through audiences and pulling into the audience report, then you can see the longer term longer term performance of folks that fall into those audiences because of certain channels that they've come from or because of certain actions that they've taken throughout the journey. So it can help you to define what your targeting options should be, but also what should that journey look like and also what channels are working best for top of funnel and what's ultimately resulting in revenue down the road. And now let's take a short break to talk a little bit about our sponsor. So I want to talk a moment about Optio, who's our sponsor for the podcast. Optio helps Google ad managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work. Optio analyzes your Google ads performance and suggests new ways you can optimize the account. It helps you stay on top of bids, budgets, keyword management, and ad testing, and it also sends you email alerts if there are any sudden changes in your cost, impressions, clicks, and conversions all of which will help you a ton. Right now, Optio is offering a special six-week trial for all of you, our listeners. Just go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J to get started. And with that, let's get back into our episode. So how accurate are the reports? Like what type of, what type of process points can you actually record and how accurate is it? Because I remember people were doing this years ago just as like the sub layers of, of, of tracking with analytics to be able to determine like, you know, is my newsletter effective, right? And the whole concept was, hey, I did my newsletter, but I don't see any direct conversions. So obviously newsletters don't work. But if you had done the full tracking, you would have found out that all the people that saw your newspaper and uh, newsletter ended up coming back a week later and converting, right? But some of those actions like, can you track all of the actions? How many times people came from, say, social or different touch points? Or how do you kind of track all that? Great question. So it doesn't give you the best insight into what those multiple touches were. The um, the uh, conversion reports are still going to be better for that, although those aren't still the greatest. Um, and it's not necessarily great for multi-touch attribution. But what it is going to show you is, how much revenue has come from a campaign that you may not have received at all if you weren't running that campaign. So for instance, I have um, one client that does a lot of prospecting in Facebook ads. And if you look at the acquisition report, Facebook has next to no revenue associated to it, associated with it. Um, but if you look at the audience that we've built just off of that top of funnel Facebook ads campaign, there's a lot of revenue associated with it. Now, can we attribute all of that revenue to that campaign? Not really, because there's been other touches that have happened after that. But we also know that we wouldn't have received any of those folks if we weren't doing that top of funnel prospecting campaign, because that's what kind of filled the funnel at the top part um, in order to 
get those people into the journey in the first place. So it's not great for defining what each of those touches are, but it is good for understanding what is driving value that you may not have understood was driving value through the other reports. And this report is relatively new. I think it just came out last year and it kind of, um, it kind of does what you were talking about, but it kind of, it kind of simplifies that process for you. So it's saying if they've taken this certain action, which you get to define um, and they fall into this audience, then how does this overall audience perform? So if almost if you think of it as the same thing that you would, see in the acquisition report for channels instead of it being a channel it's this particular audience so you have this report and it's now going to show you what's the revenue what's the conversion rate um what's the average order value all of those types of things that you would see in your other reports but not only that you also have the option now um, to use these as secondary dimensions and custom view segments so you can actually layer them onto other reports in addition to even dig in dig in even further on an audience by audience basis to see how they're performing and get more insights on that particular audience. I think that's amazing. I mean, really, honestly, it really touches on a point of, you know, granted, you can't say they, you know, they did A, B, C, and D. But if you, as you mentioned, if you could quantify, say, a specific, you know, a campaign that was done on Facebook, right, then that allows you to at least be able to answer the the larger question that you get from bosses or from clients, which is, did this affect our, our bottom line, right? And, and if you can answer that, I think that you can start to segment, you know, what you're doing to determine how it's impacting. Um, with, with that in mind, how do you, what kind of like, can you, do you just look for a lift, you know, overall, or can you just simply say that like the revenue from this audience equates to this campaign? And, and secondly, how would you like, what would be best practices to limit, like say overlap or to avoid confusing the numbers and confusing your outcome? Great questions. So I typically look at this report and I initially look for three main things. And the first thing is, if I'm looking at this report, I want to understand if I were going to shift budget or if I had more budget, where should I spend it to get the most return? And that could either be on a particular audience that I'd like to promote in a remarketing function, or it could be in a particular audience that I want to build because that audience tends to perform well. So an audience that you're going to promote is only going to be as good as it is big. So if you um, if you wanted to promote that audience further, you probably also want to look into building that audience. But then there are also audiences that you may not want to promote, but you may just see this particular audience is doing really well. This audience is based upon people that have downloaded this particular ebook or taken a certain action. So I want to try to drive more of that. So that's kind of the first thing that I'm looking at. The second thing that I'm looking at is which channels and sources um, or sources and mediums are performing really well top of funnel and which ones aren't. So what should I potentially cut out that doesn't seem to be performing as well? And then the third thing that I'm looking at is um, which steps along the journey are performing well and which ones aren't, which is going to tell me, do I need to revisit those funnels that we talked about? before when we were mapping out our audiences and how we were customizing our ad copy. Do I need to revisit that because certain things are performing much better than others? And then to your point about attributing value, it's also going to give us a good sense of whether or not we're doing a good job of attributing value because to your point, a lot of times 
we want to run top of funnel campaigns because we know that it's the right thing to do, but then it's really hard to show the acquisition report and say, hey, you've spent way more on Facebook that you've got than you've gotten in return. And then you go look at the audience report and it's like, oh, hey, actually, we are getting a lot of value from this. And so then it becomes a little bit manual to try to understand what does that attribution really look like? Um, and there are some different attribution tools. I don't necessarily have one that I would endorse. Um, there are some that work really, really well with Salesforce. Haven't seen as many that work well just with a pure e-com. Um, but then it just kind of gives you that insight into, do we need to rethink about the way that we're modeling things? And I've seen clients do this in different ways. And, and one way that I really like is if we see that um, our top of funnel campaigns, I keep picking on Facebook, but it could be anything. It could be Facebook or YouTube or Google Display Network. Um, if we see that the audiences that we're building off of those are driving a lot of revenue downstream, then we should trace back what do our remarketing funnels look like? How are we intentionally touching on those? We can also use the audience as a custom view segment over the source medium campaign or source medium report, sorry, um, to see how they're coming back through and how they're re-engaging with us to try to understand how we might want to attribute some of that value back up the funnel. Um, it's not going to be a one-to-one -one ratio because then we'd be over-reporting and saying, hey, Facebook generated all of this money when we know all of the other touches in there are also going to be attributed value as well. So you have to be really careful about not using it as kind of a literal attribution of revenue because you're going to undercut all of your other channels or wind up double reporting. Um, but it's just kind of gives you a good, it kind of gives you that good insight that you need to revisit that attribution and figure out a way that is going to make sense for you and your campaigns um, or your particular client or company. And it's going to be different for each different company because it's going to depend on how many different touches that you have. And some of those are touches that we control and we're intentionally um, sending people through that particular funnel. But some of the touches are going to be ones that we don't control and we didn't anticipate. So we have to try to account for that too, which makes it a little bit messy. Yeah. And I think that one of the things to kind of just to reiterate is the fact that it, whether, whether it's analytics, whether it's PPC, whether it's, you know, any of these different, you know, suites or these different tools or these different platforms, the reporting is always a bit misleading at first, like just using basic reporting. We've run into this a ton with like just SEO type traffic or type initiatives where Google Analytics doesn't answer the question accurately from first glance. You have to like really get in and kind of look at the, you know, the deeper layers and the deeper reports and the overlapping reports and the initiatives as a whole to determine if something's successful. And that sounds like a lot of what this reporting can help you do from, you know, the PPC side with audiences, which is really, really cool. Um, one other thing that you kind of had mentioned once before when we were talking um, and I thought was really cool is, is, is taking all of these reports and all of these insights and then actually adjusting and, and customizing the user experience using that data to kind of in, improve on your business as a whole. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And this actually piggybacks perfectly on top of what we were just talking about, which is that you can use the audience report to understand um, which channels and microconversions are most effective. So what we can do is we can use those particular audiences as a custom view segment over almost any report within Google Analytics. Not every report allows you to use a custom view segment, but for essentially any report that allows you to use a custom view segment, you can use any particular audience. 
Um, so you can look at things like the behavior reports to understand which content resonates with each audience or the flow reports to understand where people are dropping out of the funnel and how people are returning and what that, um, what that path looks like for them. And you can use all of this information then to take it back to what you had originally mapped out and start to validate if what you had mapped out is correct or if you need to make any changes or if you need to make any changes on site just to try to make sure that you're retaining people um, and looking at what are the most common exit pages or looking at things like site search to understand what is this audience looking for that we don't have um, that we could particular that we could potentially create content for um, to try to retain these people. And there are a lot of really good ways that you can look at that on, on an audience by audience basis. And I know that that sounds like a lot of work and it's not not a lot of work, <laughs> but it can really pay off in spades when you're really starting to look at your audience as different groups of individuals, um, as opposed to looking at everybody as kind of all one genera generalized pool of people. And I know, um, you know, when we're looking at website data, it's really easy to just think of everybody as being in this one big group. But then when we go back to mapping out our campaigns and planning everything, we're thinking about our different personas and who people are and what markets that they fall into. And so it's important to keep that. And this is a really great way to be able to do things like that and actually make it actionable through your analytics instead of kind of looking at everybody as just one big pool. Well, I think that's where um, it's becoming super important. I don't think even as marketers, we give proper credence to the fact that there's an evolving uh, of our, our platforms and our channels and our way that we search and everything that is happening in front of our eyes. And we're, we're definitely getting to a place where, you know, your website is not your final spot, right? It's not always your final, you know, conversion. You, you really have to start looking at social and look at mobile and look at all these other channels as individual marketplaces. And being able to kind of run these type of testing and use audiences in this way will really help, in, in my opinion, people to really start getting a, a best practice in place that will help them have success in marketing. Because in another couple of years, you're really going to have to understand the depth of your data to have any success whatsoever in marketing as a whole. Absolutely. I completely agree. So how long would it would take somebody? I mean, look, I know you say this. It's not that it's not complicated. It's definitely complicated. I mean, data is probably the most complicated thing um, that we work with. In fact, I tell every uh, you know company that I consult, like you either need to have a data scientist internally or you need a company that's, you, that you trust to kind of really get, you know, review your data and, and point out the, the things that you need to know based on your, your given goals and strategies at the current time in the future. Um, how long do you anticipate it really would take somebody to get in and set up these audiences, learn how to use it? I mean, is this something that takes a couple days or is this something that takes months or is this something that's like a constant evolving thing that really requires like a full-time person to kind of manage it? So it's a, it's a combination of all of those things. Um, getting in and getting things set up is pretty quick and easy. The audiences, once you have them enabled in Google Analytics, are not retroactive. So you have to give it time for that report to actually build and have enough data for you to use, which is going to vary depending on how much data that you have, but it's probably going to take at least a couple months before you have enough data to start making decisions off of it. Um, once you have that going in, if you can just set aside some time for yourself, spending maybe a full day or maybe two full days to go through and run some analyses, that's going to give you a lot of information 
initially to start to work with, to start to map things out and to start to kind of create some hypotheses. But then I would say it's ongoing and evolving in that you need to always be kind of checking and making sure that things are working the way that you think that they should. And you'll probably always find new audiences that you'll want to create. And as you create new content, you'll want to create new audiences to see how the audience is performing and to see what the influence of that content is. And anytime that you make any adjustments to the way that you're kind of defining that customer journey or the way that you're um, uh, remarketing to folks to kind of bring them down the funnel, you'll want to make sure that you're setting up the audiences and going in and analyzing that things are performing as you expected. So for most companies, um, it's not gonna need a full-time job. If it's a really, really big company with a lot of data, it could absolutely be a full-time job but it is something that's ongoing and does require um, does require checking in on and analyses over time and then creating those actionable um, points from that data to determine what you're going to do next, what you're going to test next. So it's almost like the way that you would think about testing anything else as part of your strategy, testing landing page, testing ad copy, um, all of that kind of ties back into this because as you're thinking about your audiences and how they perform, you'll want to use this data to help inform the other tests that you're running, as well as probably to create some new tests in addition to those. Well, I can guarantee that people are going to continue to have some questions about this topic and you have a wealth of knowledge. So how can people find you? If they want to reach out to you, they want to find you on the web, they want to be able to read some of your content. How can people find you and connect with you? Good question. I actually have a couple search engine journal articles about this topic that I will send um, over to to link from the podcast as well. And then if anybody has any questions that they want to reach out to me about, I love the talk shop. So you can find me on Twitter at Hoffman8 or at cultivativemarketing.com. Awesome, Amy, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. There's such a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cheers. So I want to talk a moment about Optio, who's our sponsor for the podcast. Optio helps Google ad managers automate time-consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on high-level strategy and creative work. Optio analyzes your Google ads performance and suggests new ways you can optimize the account. It helps you stay on top of bids, budgets, keyword management, and ad testing, and it also sends you email alerts if there are any sudden changes in your cost, impressions, clicks, and conversions all of which will help you a ton. Right now, Optio is offering a special six-week trial for all of you, our listeners. Just go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J to get started.